Hello and welcome to the All Joy podcast. My name is Cluda and I'm joined by my best friend Alana. And on this podcast, we will be having intentional conversations about a number of topics. And some weeks we'll be joined by others and hear how they have chosen joy too. So join us as we seek to change your focus from ourselves to Jesus. And in doing so, find joy in every circumstance. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the All Joy podcast. Um, Alana and I are back and feeling excited to be recording a new episode. How are you feeling, Alana? Uh, I'm brimming with excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're actually recording this episode in the morning, so I had to really fight back the urge to say good morning. (laughs) People can obviously listen to this at any point. Um, But yeah, we're really delighted. Thank you for joining with us for another episode. Great to be with you. And today's episode is going to be on peer pressure. So I'm sure you've seen that from the title of the episode. That's something that we talked about in our very first episode that we put out there just maybe touched on like wanting to come back to that and we were sharing our testimonies and stuff but yeah peer pressure is definitely something that I think a lot of people can relate to it's a word that we're maybe familiar with but just to just start off then I suppose a good question to start with Alana is just well what what when we say peer pressure like what do we mean or or what is in your head when you hear the word peer pressure so I actually had a really um think about this because it's actually hard to come up with a definition other than pressure by your peers which is just like (laughs) if you if you were on an exam you would not get any more there's the uh series of unfortunate events it was like they're quite old films now jim carrey's and then there was books a series of unfortunate events no no i've heard of it though there's a so it's these three orphans and they go around these different but they're really rich orphans they're going to get like quite a big inheritance and there's this guy played by jim carrey he wants to kind of like steal their inheritance money and it's but it's really horrible to them and takes them in um and he he makes them make him a meal and uh they like doesn't give them any money for it like just says like me and my friends are coming over you're gonna make dinner and then they find like pasta and like tomato sauce and stuff so they make like putinesque (laughs) 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 which i which is basically just pasta and tomato sauce and Uh they make putinesque and he's like and then he's like what is this and he's like it's putinesque and he's like what you call me (laughs) he's like where's the roast beef and the wee boy goes like roast beef and he's like yeah it's a swedish term for beef that is roasting (laughs) (laughs) me and my friend rachel hempel charlotte if you're listening rachel i don't know if you are but me and my friend rachel hempel we just like we just turn things around like yeah peer pressure it's a swedish term for pressure that is from peers (laughs) (laughs) you're so you're so good at um, i don't know if it's good i don't know (laughs) life skill that i'm proud of but that's um Pudneska. What'd you call me? <laughs> I'm so sorry to our listeners, but if you knew me, that I'm just being myself. So <laughs> best yeah, way to be. It's a Swedish term for pressure from peers. <laughs> yes, but I did come up with a, an even more in-depth oh, um, definition um, um than that. Uh so the the kind of definition, so to speak, that I came up with was the pressure or coercion 
Ooh. You heard that one? Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. To behave, speak, or act in a certain way in order to fit in or for others' approval. And mm. when I was looking into it, um, my deep dive and peer pressure <laughs> on the internet, um, I found that there was two different types of peer pressure. Right. So there, there's direct and then there's indirect. So direct is when someone literally says to you, go and drink that alcoholic drink or you should have a drink like it's direct Uh, and then there's indirect where your group of friends are doing something and because they're all doing it you feel pressure to do it as well so for example if all of your friends are uh, sleeping with their boyfriends or having sex outside of marriage then you may feel pressure to do that in your relationship as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah that that was I thought that was quite interesting though because good Sorry, you're giving me a face no i'm smiling because uh, you've gone for like drinking alcohol and having sex it's <laughs> <Just>, like <laughs> the most harsh ones <laughs> but i left out yeah. drugs so <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's not funny but um no i think that's good Do you want to say that again then oh the definition yeah, yeah sure so it's the pressure or coercion to behave speak or act in a certain way to fit in or for the approvals of others and it can be direct or indirect. Mm, that's good. There you go. Cool. Um, and would you say that when you think of peer pressure, is it is it always like a negative thing, or can it be positive? I think I'm, I think in my thinking, I would say generally it is. But like, if I actually like if you if you talk about peer pressure, the initial things that come to mind are negative things. Mm-hmm. But there are like I have had examples of positive peer pressure I know when I was at university and the class that I was in was um yeah like high pressured in the sense everyone everyone was really yeah yeah I just like everyone was focused on their exams so that was that kind of pressure that drove you on to do better which sometimes it could be too much but like it definitely uh helped help me achieve better than maybe I would have if I had been in the class of people that didn't care about the course do you know what I mean yeah but yeah, so it, there can be ways it can drive you on to do yeah. good things. But yeah, yeah, no, it, was just, it was more um, in my deep dive into peer pressure. I um, mm. listened to another podcast. So Exodus Lisburn did a podcast called Words of Wisdom. So if anyone wants to check that out, um, I think there's a couple of episodes, and they mostly interview other Christians on kind of big topics, and one of them was peer pressure. And so I listened to a little bit of that. It was actually Joe McCormack, who is like a colleague of mine in Exodus. She was just sharing about just how peer pressure can be can be positive. And mm. I thought that was really interesting because um, I'm kind of with you in terms of like my first reaction is that it is a negative thing, you know. Yeah. And I think the word like pressure brings that like negativity. Like <clears throat> if you're being peer pressured, you feel a certain sense of like there's like a weight on you of like I need to do this or something you know that kind of way so yeah I definitely think that it's when I think of it I think of it more as a negative thing I think of it as influencing or causing you know changes in attitude or behavior that you know would not have taken place you know had it not been for the situation or the people that you were surrounded by I say that as a good kind of disclaimer like you know, um, let's not use peer pressure as an excuse for our excuse, sin. Yeah. We we are wired and we do struggle with um, sinful temptations. Yeah, sometimes it is us um, mm-hmm. that, 
you know, that that actually do want this thing. But then sometimes, and what we want to talk about today is just those situations where actually we we don't want to, you know, we don't want to succumb to this peer pressure, um, but we are experiencing it and we are feeling it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, you need to be careful that, we, you know, the fight against sin is a, you know, it's something we need to take seriously and let's Conscious not effort. Yeah. Like, sort of be careful not to kind of not blame others, but, you know, put, you know, put all your shortcomings and your, your issues with sin down to like other people, Yeah, you know, cause, cause it is us as well. I was going to say, it's kind of like when you go back to Adam and Eve and mm. she gives him the fruit, but then yeah. when God comes in, like, what have you done? And she's like, he, she gave me the fruit, but uh, he still ate it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, yeah. that whole scene is so painful, isn't it? You know, yeah. the quickly they turn on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah but he's still at it and we, you know we have to take responsibility for our own actions as well too I think that's a I think that's a big thing actually I really didn't this isn't like in my notes or anything but that's a big thing that's missing I think you know and taking responsibility for their own actions I think the world that we live in we live in a world that wants to blame something or you know if you know if a government messes up it's like because of this this and this you know, mm-hmm. rather than like we we messed up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I told your hands up. Yeah, yeah, just holding your hands up and saying like, yeah, I messed up there. But but I see that I see that a lot now. This sort of sense of not wanting to take responsibility, and the reality is, we need to. We need to take responsibility for our own actions, our own choices. You know. But anyway, yeah. sorry. Before we go on a tangent, <laughs> um, <that> was, <laughs> but yeah, what about then? Just your own experience of peer pressure, Alana. Like, what is yeah. that? looked like for you so this is a funny a funny question when it comes to me because given my experience in high school I was never when I when you talk about pre-pressure you initially think about oh going out and partying and getting drunk and I was never really I never really had that pressure because of the friends that I had possibly the lack of friends that I had <laughs> no but I mean as in like I wasn't in that group that you mean that was a thing um so I was never I was never invited to those parties so I was never invited to have a drink so it was never yeah it was never something that I personally had at that at that point in my life since since then or as I was trying to think like well there's surely times that I have felt pressure from peers and I, I think the ones that came to mind for me uh, were at my work. Sometimes these are maybe more more subtle ones, but sometimes I would be asked to do something that I guess wouldn't I wouldn't be overly happy with doing. Just for for example, like this is a really menial example, but sometimes I'd be asked to lie to a patient so that the 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 the, the company looks better. Or in my, in my last job, I don't want to say too much to tarnish any job's name but like in the last job sometimes a patient would come in to get a contact lens fit so that they would get contact lenses yeah and we have a trial bank so we have lenses in store that we can fit with that patient for them to take away and try but sometimes the the staff at the front would be too busy or just didn't want to teach the patient how to put the lens in and out so they would ask me to tell the patient there's no lenses in your prescription even if there was so that pressure just to well, to lie, to lie to a patient um, rather than say to a patient, honestly, look, there's lenses there, but we don't have time today to do yeah. that. Yeah. And definitely when I was a, 
starting out and wanting to fit in in my workplace I, I would have just went along with what they said and went against my coercion or uh, my coercion went against my conscience no. <laughs> you were coerced <laughs> I was coerced that word earlier you were so I just wanted to get it again <laughs> um yeah Yeah. so that that was a clear one I've I've had some other examples of work where like yeah I've been asked to do stuff that um really maybe doesn't go at just it's not it's not bad well it's not what the world would class is bad they're called like white lies and things like I've had a colleague literally said to me just sign this it's just a white lie and like it's just standing up to that I mean it's so much easier to be because otherwise yeah. you seem quite prudish or yeah. not prudish, you just seem like this oh I'm a Mrs. Goody Two Shoes and I won't do anything wrong but that yeah. it's not about that it's about holding to what to what the Bible teaches I guess a bigger one and this isn't a peer pressure that I, that I have succumbed to but I would say in being my age and in being in relationship there's a lot of pressure. Sorry. Sorry. There's a, I don't know why you're referencing your age, but okay, I don't know what you're going to say. I keep going. Well, as in, I'm, I'm in my late 20s yeah. and I'm in a relationship. There's a lot of pressure from the world, like that I would be living with my boyfriend and that, that like, to for us not to live together uh, and for us not to sleep together outside of marriage, mm-hmm. it seems really odd. And like when I talk to people at work or patients and stuff, it's just it, like when they say to me or are you not having kids or, or do you not live together? It just seems really, I wouldn't say like they're trying to put, it's that kind of indirect, like, like everyone else does it. Yeah, Everyone else is living together or my friends are like, uh, if Josh is free and five, would you not just stay in your room? Like things like that. Everyone else yeah. does it. Why Why aren't you not doing it? And yeah, that's not as I say, a pressure that we, we've succumbed to, but like it is a peer pressure that, that, being this age, being in your late 20s. But to be honest, that's a pre-pressure for anyone, maybe 18 plus, if you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. that that's now expected, that um, you will sleep together outside of marriage, you will live together outside of marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Even, to be honest, in Christian circles, sometimes people, that's accepted. Um, so, yeah, those were the two kind of, I guess, examples that I'm dealing with at the minute. Um, yeah. What about you? Do you have any <laughs> examples of pre-pressure? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been pressured by your peers so I actually really like what you've shared there bud um and to go back to your point earlier about like that indirect and direct my Mm -hmm. examples of peer pressure like I mean I do have you know those sort of bigger ones that you've mentioned there about um alcohol and like I think I mentioned this in the the first episode like just those 18ths I found that like quite hard in my um my upper sixth year because I had kind of like just become a Christian really or just really taken my faith seriously at 17 and then you know was coming straight into all these 18ths and um, I found that quite difficult because I had maybe gone to a few birthdays kind of like underage and then once you go to one it's like yeah that the the pressure becomes like well you were there like you know last weekend like why don't you want to come mm-hmm. this again and I think that the biggest pressure there is to you know if you don't want to do it is to lie about why you don't want to do it it's you know it's okay. to be like oh well my mom you know my mom won't let me or you know like oh I just you know coming up with all these excuses that weren't the actual reason is why I, I didn't want to go do you know that kind of way so mm-hmm. Yeah, like not only were you feeling the pressure to to go somewhere to do something, I then felt pressure that I had to lie about my reason 
why yeah. I didn't want to go. So I think that's definitely very um, common um, amongst young people. But then also just, I actually think what's a lot more common and what I kind of want to maybe talk about a little bit more is just those more subtle indirect forms of peer pressure that actually are are just really not good. And it's those, it's those subtle things. And I, I, I think what you're saying there about, you know, your work kind of, um, caught like, you know, pressurizing you to kind of have these white lies and stuff. Like those are like those small things that are just so dismissive mm-hmm. by the world, yeah. especially, but actually as Christians, like Jesus calls us to do more than that. And we need to, yeah, we need to take that seriously. And so I think that's a much more widespread issue is like the subtleness. And and for me, one of the things I talked about was just like gossiping and then also like senses of humor. I think there can be like really, really mean senses of humor, but because it's like funny and that's kind of like how your friends are, you know, you just kind of go along with it. But actually Jesus Mm -hmm. calls us to be kind. Yeah, you know, and um, I think I really found that, like, in certain and even in certain certain like Christian friendship groups, you know, like if the banter was to like slag someone off, like I would just kind of go along with it, you know, and then it would, you know, yeah. and then it changes my sense of humor, and I like I become this kind of person that just slags people off, and I do think that's a real like Northern Irish Christian thing is like that slagginess and yeah like I think like the both of us are quite good at slagging each other like hopefully um you know I don't mean it but you know that's something like you know again I need to take responsibility for that I need to take responsibility for the fact that you know I have now changed my sense of humor yeah you know based on the kind of friendship groups that I was in and stuff like that so yeah more subtle things is what I kind of thought of and then also just I mean yes this is a a peer pressure but also it is like a world pressure um and it's interesting what you were saying there about the difference like I know there was obviously you have friends that were asking you know like why why doesn't Josh stay over and stuff like that um but also like that nearly comes from the world doesn't it it's like it's kind of out there this notion that like you know you should live together before you get married and stuff and that that's why accepted now yeah yeah, yeah. But it's not only that it's accepted. It's like, well, that's a wise thing to do. You need to, yeah. you need to live together to make sure that you're compatible. Yeah. Marriage is a big step, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it really, it really goes against the wisdom of of the Bible, you know. Anyway, I kind of lost my trail of thought. So, I'll- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll I think what you're, you. I think you're, what you're saying was good. I, I think, like, I mean. It's all it's all in good measure. Like to slag a friend off in good humor is fine, but you're right. Sometimes it can be too much, mm. and like sometimes it, it's you're just you're just attacking someone uh, and not really caring about their feelings and things. And you're absolutely right that you're, or, or even sarcasm and stuff like our, our nature, whether we like it or not, when we're around people, uh, a, a lot of the time it's very hard for the way we act to not change. And key ways which which when you think about peer pressure like alcohol and all that there are big ones but also there's as you've said already lots more subtle ways that we need to be more mindful of mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it's good and I think we, we've mentioned like I wonder if there's any more of those subtle ones that we wanted to just fire out so you've mentioned like the pressure to lie I mentioned that as well too even in terms of like those bigger peer pressures where then like we feel pressure to lie about it and afterwards gossiping you know if someone starts talking about somebody in your friendship group 
and it's just kind of like this it becomes normalized um well, that's just what we do we talk about her when she's not here yeah yeah anything else M- maybe uh pressure in the way you you're, you're to look so mm. pressure to diet pressure to wear certain clothes and things like that there can be influence and yeah. again there's not there's nothing wrong wearing branded clothes there's nothing wrong with going on a diet but like if if you're only doing that because other people are pressurizing you to do it um and it's consuming you then yeah. then there's some there's some issues there those are, are probably yeah more more subtle ones yeah um, and they're they're very indirect like no one turns around to their friend well maybe they do but no one turns around to their friend and says like why do you not have the those shoes that everyone has <laughs> Yeah, it's just everyone. Um, well, they might comment. They, they might more comment on, "Oh, where did you get those shoes from?" Yeah, and you're not wearing a branded shoe. Like it's more yeah. that subtle of like, "Oh, what, like what's that you're wearing?" Yeah. Or and then you're like, "Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> I hate it." Non-uniform days at school. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that we go. We're oh, the schooling system over here has uniforms because yeah, non-uniform. Although, I, I do think that if you don't have if you don't have a uniform, <laughs> I think people do take it a lot more casual yeah but anyway sorry that's the point no I was gonna say back in our day well back in my day I remember like non-uniform days were like Uggs and um what other yeah. people come in with their their straightened hair from their GHDs and all this here and I was just sitting there in my hoodie <laughs> from Dunn stores <laughs> yeah yeah um, I loved hoodies like yeah I, I really didn't like non-uniform but then it was like those Joe oh, there was like hoodies as well too and my like there was like these kind of cool Hollister Hollister was really so Hollister was really big but no there was these other like Lucky Joes or something and they had all these badges on them maybe it was a dairy thing maybe it's a dairy thing Uh, I never heard of that shop in dairy that sold them and they were really expensive and they had like just like all these badges everywhere and people would wear those in the school Hollister hoodies actually funny when I became a Christian I felt like I had to get a Hollister hoodie because I thought (laughs) Christian pure pleasure yeah I feel like Hollister and Jack Wills were like massive oh yeah they were you're then you know we were a loser which isn't true <laughs> so anyway no that's good if, yeah. if we can for a second kind of circle back right to because i know we've kind of glossed over the more direct peer pressures of going out and drinking and as i said that's not something i've ever i've ever really i don't really even like the smell of alcohol so it's not something that was ever really a big peer pressure for me but i know you touched on it but what would you say were people quite direct when you were younger, when you were at parties and stuff, with drinking alcohol? Was that something you felt pressure or was it just something you wanted to do yourself to try? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely something that in my own head I thought was like a cool thing to do, was the normal thing to do. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it was sort of really direct, like, you know, you you know, you need to do this kind of thing. I do, I do think that form of direct peer pressure is quite rare and is maybe more in kind of like bullying situations. I think that yeah. I think that transfers to bullying. Then, you know, if someone is cornering you and saying, you know, you you need to smoke the cigarette or you need to drink this, then that that for me is bullying. I think most of the peer pressure I've and and if that is your experience in school, then I think you definitely need to speak to. Um, someone about that or speak to a teacher about that because that for me you know is just is definitely yeah. brilliant um, it, could, it could be worded like it can be direct and be worded differently like go on have another yeah, drink 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you need to drink. It's just like, go on, have another drink. Like, why, why are you being so uptight? Yes. That is yeah, more yeah. the way it's normally worded. People are, are, are quite tactful in the way they say stuff like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really experience that personally, you know. Okay. It was more... Yeah. It was more um, the Monday morning and everyone chatting about the weekend. Right, okay. And wanting to be a part of that yeah. conversation, if that makes sense. It really, uh-huh. you know, that would have maybe been my biggest kind of temptation yeah. was, oh man, I just wish that I could sit with like all the other people on on a Monday morning and laugh about the weekend, you know? Yeah. So I think that was the kind of biggest, and that's like, that's very indirect. Like I wasn't told to sit, you know, I was sitting mm-hmm. as part of that conversation, but I wasn't able to like add into the conversation. And that's where yeah. I felt the pressure, you know, mostly. So I think, I think it was more just the um, coming back to like, I haven't mentioned this, I don't want to say I'm coming back, but like the fear of missing out okay. was kind of, like, biggest FOMO. I don't I don't like FOMO that's why I said it <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> but, but like I mean that's what it is FOMO but that doesn't stop that that Monday yeah. morning thing like maybe stop for you now because you work for Christian ministry but like yeah. that, if you're going to a secular job it's mm-hmm. like what what did you do at the weekend oh, yeah I went to church <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah, yeah yeah but I think yeah I think for me the biggest thing with peer pressure it's the peer pressure and then the temptation to lie about it and to not stand firm in the fact that, like, no, I don't want to do this because Jesus has called me to be apart from this world. You know, that's what I really want to encourage um, anyone listening today to know that actually, if you follow Jesus, you are set apart in this world. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. life should look different mm-hmm. um, to the world, um, and that that is not a bad thing. That actually, our hearts should break for the people that are doing these things. And trying to find fulfillment in them because there is no satisfaction there. There is no fulfillment there. And so, you know, what I really want to get at is just that that sort of feeling of like we need to lie about why we don't want to do certain things. You know, I think any young person that is maybe hopefully listening to this podcast, you know, drinking um, underage especially is wrong. You know that getting drunk is wrong you know that those environments of like nightclubs and if you need someone to say that to you then I'll be that person like Mm. it's not good for you it's not good for your soul to be in that place that place is not a place of light it is a place of darkness and you know why why as a young Christian you know would you want to be in that environment you know how I heard a lot of young people say like you know it's good to be a witness and stuff And I just think like, you know, oh, don't do that to yourself. You know, like they're not good. They're not good places for you to be. And so please don't don't try and make an excuse for that because you know that it's wrong. You know that if you want to grow in your faith, this is not a good place for you to be. Does that make sense? Does that sound really harsh, Alana? I'm just like absolutely bashing. Like I just. (laughs) No, no, I think, I mean, you're right. When you're, particularly when you're a teenager, Mm -hmm. like, or probably you know, at any age, we're more influential, influ- influenced than we yeah. realize. Yeah, yeah. Influenced, yeah, than we realize. And yeah, to like to go into a nightclub and to do that as a witness. I mean, your faith has to be really strong, and you have yeah. to really be really strong and um, not succumbing to some some temptations. And yes, we can look at Jesus and his example of like he met with sinners, and, and we're, mm-hmm. we're not saying. Mm-hmm. like be solitary and don't 
don't have Christian friends, non-Christian friends. Yeah. What uh-huh. we are saying is don't don't feel like you have to go to places where you know you're going to be a temptation that you're going to struggle to uh, not succumb to in order mm-hmm. to do that. Just be, be yeah, be sensible about it. Yeah, and then but, but also add. like don't. Sorry, this is like this is like maybe like just a you're very passionate about this. Don't use it as an excuse. Do yeah. you know, like if you want to yeah, go, if you want to go out drinking, then you know that like that is an issue that you you need to address with someone who is like mentoring you with an older Christian who can mm-hmm. come alongside you and can pray for you. But please don't you know use it as an excuse to be like, oh, well, I was witnessing to my friends. Yeah. You know, like anyway, because it's that's just such a tough thing to do. Um, yeah. And you can witness them in school. Like, why do you need to be in the nightclub with them? Does that make sense? I think I think really what you're getting at is be honest with yourself. Yeah. Like, what are your motives for going into that situation? Yeah. And unless they are solely purpose that you believe God wants you to be there as a witness, yeah. there can't be, oh, it'll be fun. I might get a boyfriend. <laughs> I might have a, a yeah. fun time yeah. experiencing things. None of those can be any, like it has to be solely that purpose. Then yeah, be honest. Don't try and make it into something that's not. Um, yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, Lana. Thank you. Be honest. <laughs> yeah. And be and you can be honest with those around you as well too. You know, like I, I mentor a lot of girls and I just really, I've always just appreciated their honesty you know um, even if it's something I necessarily don't really want to hear or it makes me sad like I really appreciate their honesty because I'm like I'm so glad you're you don't feel like you need to lie to me about how about how you're feeling about this you know Mm -hmm. Um, no thank you Alana that's exactly what I'm trying to say be honest (laughs) be honest with yourself and be honest with God yeah exactly Yeah. yeah I really I hope that doesn't sound extremely harsh of me but I just think that I see a lot of young people that yeah struggle with these things but they make out like this struggle is because of others but actually you know they they want to do it themselves and that's that that for me is different okay Um, yeah it's a a kind of different conversation does that make sense yeah i yeah yeah i i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. and then also also, (laughs) coming back to try and wrap this up and move on to our next question we talked about this um I think Alana you mentioned that in the first episode was um just the fact that like you know you you think you're missing out and that's what that Monday morning conversation comes back to and that's for me the core of what it comes back to you know for young people you think you're missing out and I suppose Alana and I want to be that voice in your life that tells you you're not missing out when you choose to follow Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not, you're not like hard done by <laughs> because mm-hmm. you didn't go to the, to the 18th. Um, and I say this as someone who, who, you know, he did go to the 18th, but they were not like the best nights of my life, you know, that kind of way. And so yeah. like, I do regret doing that. Um, and so, yeah, if that's what you need to hear as well too, that I regret giving in to that temptation I regret some of the choices that I made because actually if I had have chosen Jesus, if I had have put him first, I wouldn't have missed out on anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been, you know, shortchanged in, in this world or in this life. And even, you know, for you, Alana, like if if it's God's will that you and Josh do get married, like you will not regret the, mm-hmm. the decision 
made to you know live the way that Jesus calls us to live in this world and I know like for Peter and I who we also waited to marriage like we have no regrets um we're Mm -hmm. so thankful that this was the way God planned and that we were sort of protected from from hurt we didn't miss out on anything you know because because we chose that and so yeah that's that's kind of what it comes back to is you don't miss out on anything when you choose to follow Jesus and um, you're not missing out by um not giving in to these yeah not giving in to these um peer pressures trust us when we say when you leave school like you don't think about school <laughs> anymore you know like well maybe you do Alana but yeah there's people that I was in school with that like you know those Monday mornings I would have loved like for them to talk to me and I literally haven't thought about them <laughs> and you know, and I don't mean that in like a really bad way like I don't think about them yeah. um, or whatever but it's just like oh yeah like I went to school yeah. with her like you know if I see them in in the town or whatever um so to summarize that ramble that was quite long for the second question be honest with yourself I think is something I really want to say again be honest with yourself be honest with God and know that you don't miss out when you choose to follow Jesus I would just I would echo that and I would say sometimes we feel like the Bible is something that's holding us back, God's word and his instructions. But their instructions, because that's that's how our life can be the best. That's mm-hmm. the way we can find most joy um, yep. is yep. by following those instructions. And that's what instructions are there for. Yeah. To, to guide us. In, um so we're not it's not holding us back. Before you before you say anything more, I am just looking at the time and I'm thinking this might be a two parter. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna suggest that we just end it here and then come back in a uh for another episode to do the second part because we've still got we've only answered two questions guys and we're we're <laughs> well over half an I'm hour so sorry. yeah well oh, it's like good. Yeah, let's finish today's episode and let me just finish by giving you an illustration of what alana has just talked about there of like boundaries a really good one that i heard a few years ago at cef camp was to do with like roads so hopefully a lot of your drivers if you're not get your license you won't regret it um but when <laughs> you drive people into getting a license for <laughs> <quota. laughs> stop when you are driving um and even if you're i'm sure you've been in a car before um there are you know the road itself is limited yeah. you know you can so there's there's such freedom when you get in a car you can go wherever you want but there are you know boundaries and safety boundaries as well too you know you have stoplights you have the actual road itself you have sections of the road where it's not okay to overtake um you have sections of the road where like where it's not okay to park you know traffic lights like all the rest of it and all of these things are not to limit your freedom as a driver but to actually you know so that it's safe for yeah. you as a driver exactly. and also for mm-hmm. all the other drivers um and the life that god has has given us is a life of freedom um he gives us the freedom to make our own choices and make our own decisions but within his word he's given us you know these these boundaries and there's a psalm actually that talks about he has given me boundaries and pleasant places. And mm-hmm. our prayer is that you would see those boundaries, those sort of those sort of measures from his word as pleasant places, mm-hmm. um, as instructions that are good for us, um, that are helpful. Um, and so yeah, that was just a real illustration that really helped me. And we're gonna wrap up the episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so thank you, Alana, for keeping me right there. 
apologies for my rambles folks it's all good <laughs> we hit a nerve <laughs> um, yes no we'll see for part two of this episode really soon <laughs>